0: Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me later this week so we can talk about the launch of this here podcast. And I'll give you all the details coming up later in the show.
1: We haven't played a game yet, but the word
0: is already out that we've got some crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's Kraken hockey fans? Eric Lindsay Ayala here, your host of the new Locked On podcast, Locked On Kraken. Yesterday was the debut episode. If you missed it, go check it out. I introduce myself a little bit more. We have an interview with JT Brown that played on yesterday's show. And then I also take you inside the press conference announcing Dave Haxtell as the first head coach in Seattle Kraken history. You also hear from Ron Francis there as well. For today's show, I want to go over some NHL news, Um, some things that have piqued my interest. Obviously, a lot of people are looking at expansion. We've got the Stanley Cup Finals. The Canadians are going to have home ice coming up, but they're down two games to Tampa. So we'll see what's happening there. But if you want all the details there, definitely go listen to Locked on Canadians. Um, But one thing that really piqued my interest um, was this conversation around the Olympics. And I'll tell you why a little bit later on the show. I also want to get into a conversation that is important to me and is one of the reasons why I became intrigued by the Seattle Kraken. And that is this culture of really embracing... Inclusivity and diversity in a way that, for someone who often is targeted to speak about diversity and inclusion and anti racism, to me this feels like it is in earnest. It doesn't feel forced. And more importantly, I get the sense, even in some of the interactions that I've had with the Seattle Kraken that they understand that diversity isn't just hiring white women, right? They understand that inclusivity means thinking about um, the opportunity to be more accessible when it comes to people with disabilities. And I use that term just for lack of a better, truly. And on this show, I'm going to let you know, we're going to talk about that. In fact... We're going to have one of the consultants uh, of the Seattle Kraken, Chanel Keenan. She joined me, and my only regret with having Chanel as my first guest is that I had technical difficulties, so I'll have to splice up the interview, but we had a great interview, and I'm I'm convinced we're going to have Chanel back on the show. But on Monday... She will be our guest, and as you probably heard in the J.T. Brown interview, she was actually, again, my first interview, and she's fantastic. So these are some of the steps that the Seattle Kraken has already taken, Um, so I want to get into that, and then I'm going to tee you up for what we are going to talk about in the weeks to come. Some of it is pre-planned, just because it's a new show, we you know, have to fill, we have to fill five days worth of content. So some of it, it will be pre-planned, but I also will have some room to talk about things like the Stanley Cup final, the awards. We'll talk about that next week and other things that are current. Uh, So I think it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. I hope you are excited. I have absolutely loved all of the love that y'all have been giving me. And the show on social media, so it's a great start, and hey, we only want to go up from here. I also want to mention how you can get in contact with me. Uh, I mentioned Green Room, Spotify Green Room, that's one of the ways, and every week I'll be hosting a Green Room. It will change a little bit just depending on the cycle, but uh, you can follow me on the Green Room app at elindsay08, that's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, 08 that's also where you can find me on social media so my personal accounts on twitter and instagram are also elindsay 08 as far as the show go follow locked on kraken um we are at locked on kraken on instagram and on twitter and if you want to send an email and eventually we'll do you know listener questions or mailbags uh mailbag shows if you want to email the show, you can email locked on Kraken all one word, at gmail.com. So that's uh, some of the logistics. Let's get into some of what's happening around the National Hockey League. So, uh, you know, I talked about the Seattle Kraken wanting to do things in earnest and, you know, really include diversity. One of the things that the National Hockey League did is they have this influencer that they're bringing in and on the one hand okay you know the National Hockey League is over 100 years old like you know let's let's bring in some young blood get that totally get that Um, Josh Richards is his name but Josh Richards is a young white dude so he's young but he's a white dude Um, so I think there's opportunity there what I will say is if you're not already checking out Soul on Ice it was first a documentary and now is an official NHL podcast Uh, Kwame Mason is the the man behind Soul on Ice and and now has been able to bring that over to a uh, to podcast format and actually JT Brown was one of the recent guests check that out I would also point you to, uh, the color of hockey also was independent and that's Bill Douglas. Uh, Bill, actually my first ever event that I covered for that, uh, in men's hockey and, and with the national hockey league was a draft. It was the draft where Keandre Miller went in. Was that 2017? I always forget if it's 2017 or 18. I think it was 2017. Anyway, uh, the, the one in Dallas and, um, you know, The Color of Hockey is a blog where it focuses on players of color. And I loved the blog, but I challenged Bill a little bit because I was like, listen, Bill, I'm coming from the women's hockey space and I do see you have some stories, but I'd like to know who are the other women of color, girls and women of color playing the game. And anyway, that led to a friendship and a mentorship, and he invited me to cover the the draft in Dallas. The Color of Hockey is now a weekly installment on NHL.com, written by Bill Douglas. So check that out every Monday. So <laughs> I, I'm i pretty harsh on the National Hockey League, and I, uh, I think it's warranted, to be honest. But I can also be fair. I think there are things that are happening. It's just tough for people who feel marginalized every day to accept what they see as... Incremental and again, glacial moves in the right direction. So anyway, uh, I do want to point to you before I move on from this topic to a story that Jeff Baker of the Seattle Times wrote. This was back in August of last year. It's entitled, The Seattle Kraken is listening to women and trying to shift the NHL culture. Quote, this is how it should be. And that is a quote from Cami Granato, who is one of the scouts in the Seattle Kraken system and the first ever woman scout. I talked about the first ever black woman scout, Blake Bolden, on yesterday's show. But uh, I'm going to leave the link here for you. You should check out Jeff. He is going to be covering the Seattle Kraken for the Seattle Times. But there's a quote at the end. I know I'm going to spoil it a little bit for you. But uh, I think this kind of hits on how I feel about diversity and inclusion and all of those things in general so Jeff Baker writes shortly after the Kraken hired Kendall Boyd Tyson as vice president of strategy and analytics last year I wrote that the NHL's increased diversity push isn't about political correctness it's a survival tool born of decades spent overcoming its past as a de facto six-team house league dominated by white Canadian men. Woo, There's a lot in there. There is a lot in that right there. Uh, he goes on to say, the NHL believes its future depends on hiring the best people and reaching the broadest base of fans possible. As this country's longstanding number four sports league, it can't afford to alienate anyone and should be aiming for a wider audience. And then Jeff goes on to say same goes for the Kraken trying to make it an untested NHL market. Uh again, that's a lot a, a, a survival tool born of decades spent overcoming its past as a de facto six-team house league dominated by white Canadian men. I mean, I feel that. I feel that so hard. And I think it's true. Um Sometimes when you say things like that, the blunt truth, uh, there's a defensiveness that happens. I think we have to be honest uh, about the game and the future of the game. And we're going to get into that next week, at least the future of the game in Seattle and in the Washington area. Let's be real about it. We don't have to sugarcoat the truth. There are some ugly and dark things that have happened in the past. And there are some things that have led way to what we have here in the future, including some of the dark and ugly things. I'm all for the NHL trying to get a younger market. I think they could also get a blacker market uh, or a more melanated market. I (laughs) This Josh fella, I guess, has done some work with um, Barstool, so I'm gonna pass. But uh, let me know what you think and uh, hopefully we can find some other influencers to Not just make hockey about white men. Uh, So they're working on the old part. But, uh, again, seems like a glacial pace to me. This is the one I really wanted to talk about, though, because um, I actually am accredited to cover the Olympics. Olympics in Beijing 2022. I will be focused mostly on hockey. And, uh, you know, I was excited to be accredited because like, first of all, it's the Olympics. Now I have a lot of conflicting feelings about the Olympics, but there is this feeling that I can't shake that the Olympics is kind of a cool thing. You know, I know it's not great and there's a lot of politics, but, uh, I can't shake it as a former athlete, as a a sports fan. There's something really cool about the Olympics. And so the idea that I can be there live to cover the Olympics is pretty exciting. Now, why am I mentioning this on a Locked on Kraken podcast? Well, the NHL was on target to have their players go to the Olympics. Now, this is something that I I never understood as far as the NHL and the Players Association writing into contract that uh, that their players can't go to the Olympics. Uh, I just, uh, I don't like that because of what I just said. The Olympics is massive. People dream about the Olympics. I mean, yeah, people dream about the National Hockey League as well, but the Olympics, man, that's, that's something else. So I never really liked that. I was happy to hear that... Um, you know, there was some opportunity and that the league seemed to be open, but now, uh, now we're kind of hearing that at least Gary Bettman wants to dial it back. Uh, some of the reasons that were given and you should check out, uh, the locked on NHL show about this. Cause I, I think some of the points were interesting. Um, as far as what is 2022 going to look like regarding COVID. And, you know, I think that's an interesting argument because, I mean, the NHL found a way to soldier on, even in some scary moments in their only when it came to COVID. So to kind of use COVID now as an excuse, I'm conflicted about it because on the one hand, they're absolutely right there are a lot more concerns. It's international. On the other hand, you had an opportunity to kind of buckle down in your own league. And arguably, there were some times where you pushed through maybe when you shouldn't have. Um, I don't know. So uh, I don't know. Uh, But you know what, let's uh, hear what Gary Bettman had to say about it.
2: whether there is an Olympic break as part of that schedule. Can you tell us whether there is an Olympic break as part of that schedule or where are we at with that and what that might look like? Uh,
3: We don't know as of right now, and that's causing us, uh, in addition to consternation, a fair number of issues relative to getting next season up and running. Uh, It's reaching the point that we're getting concerned about the impact on that season because of the uncertainty. And this may be a good time anticipating future questions.
2: Bill, why don't you give an update as to where the Olympic issue stands? So, I mean, it's still very much a work in progress. Um, All parties are engaged. Uh, You know what the league's uh, traditional and historical position has been on the Olympics. Um, We remain of that view. And in fact, uh, with the, the the future games in Beijing and the, the continued uncertainty uh, with the virus and, and the games being halfway around the world, um, not necessarily an ideal uh, games to elect to go to. Uh, having said that, we negotiated in good faith with the Players Association last summer. Uh, we agreed uh, that if the conditions uh, were right um, and we could reach agreement on all the material issues uh, that we would Uh, commit and support going to the Olympics and that remains our position. Um, You know, we uh, we've deferred to the Players Association uh, to try to work through those issues and that continues as I said to be a work in progress. Um, uh, But as as Gary alluded to time is running uh, very short so uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some resolution soon.
3: We we have uh, real concerns about whether or not it's sensible. To be participating having our players participate and us shutting down for the olympic break Uh, but as bill said we made a promise that if it can all be worked out then we'll go along with it but uh, we are concerned both about the timing right now and about the open issues and the prospects of actually being there
0: so that's what bill daly and Gary Bettman said they, of course, are doing availability as the Stanley Cup finals are underway. Again, I think there are still residual concerns from a worldwide pandemic. I think it was alluded to a little bit also that China has, um, and the United States in particular, has already kind of scrutinized China and the, their national politics and how they're treating <laughs> their people. And that's an ongoing concern. Again, my conflict with the Olympics, generally speaking, uh, there have been conversations in Congress about not sending US Olympians to Beijing. So there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it. Even if you set that aside, which is hard. I mean, how do you set aside a worldwide pandemic and, you know, human rights sanctions? If you set that aside, I still wonder, though, what would it take for the NHL to be all in? Because the worldwide pandemic has created a a situation where the National Hockey League, as Jeff said, which is... uh, always in fourth place when it comes to major men's sports leagues in the United States. They have been very open about the financial hit that they've taken and that they have lost money by restarting. So if you're still reeling financially because of the worldwide pandemic, are you, is it, good business sense to shut down for the Olympics. I don't know. Is that a problem that the NHLPA needs to deal with? I would say maybe yes and no. No, because they're in the business of protecting the players and the players got what they wanted and negotiated returning to the Olympics. And some of these players are not just NHL hockey players. They are Olympians or could be. On the other hand, the viability of the National Hockey League long term, even in the intermediate term, should be a concern. So in media availability for the Stanley Cup final, uh, Victor Hedman was asked about uh, some of the comments regarding NHL players in the Olympics. Uh, Here's what he had to say, and I'll link this for you as well.
1: You've mentioned in the past how much playing in the Olympics would mean to you, and, um, you know, obviously the NHL agreed to go back to the Olympics in the last year was CBA, uh, but Gary Bettman sounded a little pessimistic yesterday when talking about participating in the Beijing Games and whether or not that's going to happen for the NHL, and I was wondering what your reaction to that was. Well, this is <laughs> it's the first I've heard, so, uh, you know, the Olympics is one of the biggest dreams of mine. and. You know, I haven't been able to to participate in one, and you know, this might be the the last chance I get. So, uh, you know, that sucks to hear. But at the end of the day, I got to focus in on 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 what the task I have at hand right now. But when 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 you get an opportunity to represent uh, your country on the biggest stage, it's uh, it's one of those things that you'll uh, you know probably never forget. So. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's uh, obviously something that, you know, I've been dreaming about my whole life and something I yeah want to do before before I hang up my skates.
0: Hedman, the defender from Sweden, will be 31 on his next birthday. So we'll see where this lands. Um, I'm pro athletes going to the Olympics. I don't think it should be something that is um, determined by the professional league that they play in. That being said, I do cover women's basketball, and it's a little bit of a different situation, but the grind of women's sports and the way that all of the international competition – so not just the Olympics, not just world championships, but women basketball players, they play, uh, women sports athletes, you know, they play in leagues elsewhere in the North American offseason or in the, the United States offseason. A little bit of a different situation, uh, but there is a piece of me that understands that this is a grind. I get that it is a scheduling headache, but, um, you know, There are things and times where we as sports fans and players, athletes, coaches, everyone have been asked to think about the bigger picture. And again, for me, the Olympics is one of those big picture things. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to get you ready for next week on Locked on Kraken. I already told you Chanel is going to join the show. We have a few other things planned. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? I know they sent me over a box and it was uh, a nice grasshopper flavor. Lots of protein in that one. But uh, some of your more traditional flavors include coconut, coconut almond, or double chocolate, my personal favorite. Uh, coconut almond is a, is a big favorite in the family. Um, so there's something for everyone. Again, I really like the double chocolate. There were like a limited edition churro flavor. That was really good. Super good. And, you know, these bars, I've never been big on protein bars, but these bars have fun flavors and they taste great. And there's 16 grams of protein, 130 calories and only four grams of sugar. Four grams of net carbs is what you're talking about with most of the Built Bar flavors. I think they're great. I think you should order a bunch today and we wanna help you out with that. So if you go to buildbar.com, you can use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, folks. Next week on Locked on Seattle Kraken, on Monday, we're going to get into the making of the Seattle Kraken. I want to talk about the leadership, so the LaWiki the brothers, Ron Francis, I want to get into that a little bit more. You're also going to hear my conversation on Monday with Chanel Keenan, who is the inclusivity consultant, one of the inclusivity consultants for the Seattle Kraken. Then uh, later in the week, we're going to talk about Climate Pledge Arena, I talked about that a little bit with JT Brown. I want to remember KeyBank and get into a little of the logistics behind using the KeyBank roof and keeping that a Climate Pledge Arena. Um, There's some history there, so you know we're going to get into it. I love history. And we're going to hear from some players that played in KeyBank and have some championship banners to prove it. So uh, there's some winning ways that are in formerly KeyBank and what is now known at cl- as or what will be known as Climate Pledge Arena. So we're going to get into that. Then I'm going to start getting into the history of hockey in Seattle. Some of you may be familiar with the Seattle Metropolitans, the first United States team to win the Stanley Cup. But we've also got the Totems, the Thunderbirds, women's hockey, and a lot of Uh, youth hockey in the area, including some opportunities that the Kraken themselves just announced as far as more opportunities to get people on the ice, which I love. And um, then the following week, we're really going to start getting ready for the expansion draft. I saw a comment on Twitter by C. Garrett Padilla. I hope I'm saying that right. I always give a little bit of a Caribbean twang (laughs) two names uh so hopefully i said your name right uh but uh, we got a comment uh, on locked on kraken at locked on kraken i really hope all of the locked on network nhl podcasts have locked on kraken on after the expansion draft to discuss the picks or they all guest on the kraken cast we are definitely working on that some will have def before We'll definitely have some opportunity before the draft. We are going to have plenty of time to talk uh, team by team after the draft. And also, leading up to the draft, I want to give a shout-out to Scott Brendan. I want to give a shout-out to Scott Brendan of Cheap Seats Sports. He has done team by team some of the players that he thinks will be available in the expansion draft. He's also done um, a mock expansion draft. And I got to sit down and have a conversation with him about that whole process, about all things Seattle sports and, of course, the Seattle Kraken. So all of that is coming up in the weeks leading up to the expansion draft. Again, the next big date for us is July 17th, when those protected lists are made official. The expansion draft itself is on July 21st, and then two days later, Ron Francis and his team will go about the entry draft or the amateur draft. Some people call it the amateur draft. I promised that I would give you a little bit of a taste of who I think the Seattle Kraken should take at number two, so we're going to close out the show with that. This is me giving you my pick for the number two overall pick in the 2021 expansion draft. Until next time, folks, I hope you follow at Kraken on social media. You can follow me at ElinZ08. And, of course, look out for a notification of my Spotify green room happening next week. Until Monday, which is a holiday uh, or the day that people are celebrating Independence Day. And Happy Canada Day to those who celebrated this week. But um, until Monday, we will have a show on Monday. Uh, this is your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, signing out. I am here today for our mock draft to pick for the Seattle Kraken. And with the second overall pick in the Locked On NHL mock draft, the Seattle Kraken select center from the University of Michigan Matthew Beniers. Now, Matty Beniers is from the East Coast, just like me, from Hingham, Massachusetts. Originally committed to Harvard, but because of a lot of what was happening with COVID, decommitted. Ended up being able to play for the Wolverines. Now he comes in at just under 175, a buck 75. He's out listed as 174 pounds and six one, according to Elite Prospects. So he's got pretty good size. Pretty good height, and a lot of scouts believe he's only going to get bigger and stronger as he progresses in his hockey career. Why take Maddie Beneers a center at number two? It's been evidently clear that Ron Francis and the Seattle Kraken staff have every intention with the number two pick in the amateur draft of going with the best available. Of course, that is up to the eye of the beholder, but since the beholder in this case, is me. These are the reasons that I like Manny Beniers. First of all, about a point of a game in his freshman season with the University of Michigan, he tallied in 24 games 10 goals and 14 assists. That's someone that knows how to contribute offensively. Ron Francis told Seattle media that he wants to secure the middle. Not only does he want to take the best available at two, but wants to secure right up the middle. So that's your goaltender, your defenders, and your centerman. And Matty Beneers, for me, all of the upside is there. The scout is that he is good on his skates, that he's got a high hockey IQ, that again, he is pretty strong now and is only going to grow bigger and stronger as he progresses, as he develops as a hockey player. And I think what I like the most is that At 18 he's been able to mix it up in not just world juniors but also world championships for the united states got accustomed to the pace in the ncaa and again was a point a game player i like this because if anything the overall scout is that veneers is not a flashy player but the seattle kraken are going to have nhl players that they draft in the expansion draft They're going to have other prospects that they have through the entry draft. And at the number two pick, I like the idea of getting a young athlete that is going to be able to just be popped into whatever system the head coach for Seattle is building and is going to be able to compete at a high level. I get the sense that Beneers is a gritty type player and at a number two pick, for a brand new franchise that essentially not only has to compete against the standard that the Golden Knights set when they were an expansion team, but also they're having a pretty deep run in the 2021 NHL playoffs. They're competing against that expectation. Now, of course, Seattle is going to say that they have to set that standard for themselves, but let's be real. Everybody else is thinking about Las Vegas, and you're going to want to win. This is a Seattle franchise that, shout out to the Seattle Metropolitans, hasn't won a Stanley Cup in quite some time and is certainly looking to hoist one of their own now under the Seattle Kraken and no longer the Seattle Metropolitans. Well, we're going to get into all of that on the Locked On Seattle Kraken podcast. Again, I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm going with Maddie Beniers out of the state of Massachusetts at the number two pick. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.